going from my mess to my message and saying, hey, I'll never ever be disappointed. Why? Because of this. Welcome to the Elite Few Podcast, where we explore the fabulous, extraordinary world of the people who move the needle of success. Join our host, Tiffany, and producer, Kyle, as we dive into the stories and insights of the elite few who are making a difference and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Today's show is going to be a surprise for Tiffany on the Elite Few podcast, where we, of course, bring in elite few people that make a difference in this world. And today we're going to have a guest on as soon as he gets into this Zoom meeting. We're on Zoom this time, a little bit of a change up, uh, but he was unable to with, and you'll understand why in a a few minutes, uh, why he has to do things through his phone. And we've got him connected on Zoom today. Um, He'll be in in a few short minutes. But just wanted to say hi, Tiffany. Good to see you. Hey, hi, everybody. It's great to see you again. I'm so glad you're joining us. Yeah, we're going to um, uh, today's episode is a little off the cuff. Tiffany has never even done a pre-screening <laughs> call with this man that's coming in. Um, and I can't wait. Uh, it was uh, the first time I met him. I told him uh, kind of an idea because Tiffany likes to be spontaneous, as we all know. Um, of course, <laughs> of course, Tiffany has to has to put on her uh, her uh, Sunday joking instead of her Friday night joking today, though. So so as soon as he's able to get into this room, we'll bring uh, our guest in and go from there. Tiffany, do you have anything you want to uh, tell our 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 listeners uh, and viewers? I mean, we are on YouTube. I mean, that's why we're videotaping this. Uh, no, just excited. Let's join the show and see what's going on. I can't wait to meet Leon. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. But then you can't see me, I bet. Yeah, I can't. Can you uh can you hit the video? Um you, you probably have your video muted. You on your cell phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's... You should be able to just hit your video now and it should just pop up. Yes. Man, we did it. <laughs> I apologize for being so blind. <laughs> <laughs> that's staying in we're not taking that out that's what i told her we're sitting here and and, you know tiffany's saying a prayer to make everything work well and everything and and she's like and i said well you know i said he is what 90 percent blind is that what you are yeah i'm completely blind in my right eye and then but the rp is still in the left but yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy right so i was like well you know he's he's mostly blind so we let's we just we'll just we'll just keep on working through it right but yeah, so real quick, how I met Leon was one of Tiffany's very first, um, one of her very first boosts on Facebook when we first started the show back in August. Leon made a comment, um, and I, I think you just clicked on something. Maybe you didn't see what you were clicking on, but things happen for a reason, right? And so yeah. I reached out to him. We started, we struck up a conversation, found out that he was a comedian out of uh, out of. Oh. Um, Oklahoma, right? Or Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And uh, I said, oh my gosh, him and I had a great idea. We wanted that day, Tiffany, that day we were going to call you and just completely sabotage you and mm-hmm. just like, like you love things that are spontaneous and surprises. So we were going to surprise you that day, but then he, he got, his day got busy. My day got busy. We couldn't get a hold of you and it just didn't work out. But it was, it was funny how this came out. And now we're about a three, four weeks from that first meeting. And now we're, we're getting the pleasure of finally meeting Leon, the jokester, can you, uh, can you, uh, you have any questions, Tiffany, for now? Well, uh, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, Leon, um, go ahead and tell us your whole name. Give us your background. I, you know, 
Uh, this is going to be a, a, a fun, a fun, you know, uh, a time for us to to just joke around and have a fun episode. We've had a lot of serious episodes, and I think we need one that's kind of fun. But okay, it'll be a lot of fun. okay. Well, the the short version of the story since Zoom had killed half of the interview. Um, the the back end is that I wasn't born blind. To go back to what Tiff had originally asked. Um, my mother is completely blind. My grandmother's completely blind. My three uncles, aunties, three aunties, um, and my grandfather, everybody has this same eye disease. This hereditary is called retinitis pigmatosa. And what's so crazy about it is you don't look like you're blind until you ask someone for their car keys. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, that's a, a, a beautiful thing because, you know, it's already bad enough to, you know, if you're vision impaired, you have to deal with so much. But when people look at you, I don't have to worry about people judging me like, oh, OK, he's blind. His one eyeballs popping, hanging out the socket. You know, it's not like that. So that's a blessing. Right. Um, but um, I always say it's like cancer. You don't know someone has stage one, stage two, stage three cancer. Right. Uh, Right. I hate to bring up full-blown AIDS, but you don't know that full-blown AIDS unless it's Tom Hanks talking to Denzel Washington in Philadelphia. Right. So I just said to myself, okay, um, you know, I'm going through my life and I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. And then you know how it is when you say that it happens. So, <laughs> um, it popped. It, it the thing about retinitis pigmentosa, it pops into your life when you least expect it. Um, I know friends that were born with it. Um, I know people who, um, for my mom, it was sixteen, um, and then for me, it was thirty-three. Wow. And so, um, I know a friend who his dad, uh, it kicked in at sixty-five, and so when it kicks in. Um, it's like, a it's like a, a slow death to the eyes is the best way to describe it. Meaning that the older I get, the more sight I lose. So a lot of people, um, are uneducated in America when it comes to vision impairment. Most people think, oh, can't you just go get glasses, Leon? Or, oh, Leon, just, uh, <laughs> like, like there's all these other things that I've, I've been told, um, yeah. can't you surgery uh can you have lasik surgery can you do all these things can you smoke cbd for your glaucoma all these crazy things right for for <laughs> to be able to see they don't understand blindness comes in so many thousands of different forms right um you glasses that will rectify blindness and, and and offset the blindness with me you have to there's a surgery that i can have but guess how much it costs eight hundred thousand mm. dollars so i'm not lebron james or michael jordan Yet so to get eight hundred dollars <laughs> is crazy uh, to even think about it. And when if I had that surgery, I think it's like four eye shots. They have, they have like shots for the eyes, and then like I think it's like two in each eye, and I'm back to normal. But eight hundred k that's like going to Harvard twice. Well, so, won't yeah, the insurance? So, so insurance doesn't cover that either, just for the public. Yeah, yeah. The reason why insurance won't cover is because guess what? With RP, there's 19 different versions, and I have the 18th version. So they have a cure for certain versions, and because you know how doctors are, oh, I'm the inventor of the RP cure. So you're not going to say, oh, well, I could do it for five, ten thousand dollars. 
the, he, he's the first doctor. So he's going to have to get paid. It's like inventing Pepsi or yeah. Coca-Cola for the, yeah. So 800,000 is what the price tag was told to me. Uh, and that was like seven years ago. So it could be 5 million for all I know now, but long story short, um, uh, I was working as a case manager, you guys, helping people right. with developmental disabilities for about five years. And then all of a sudden I went to work and I started messing up on the checks on payroll. And you know how CEOs are. If you mess with the budget, you're out of there. <laughs> so um, I left on good terms. I told them I, I got to step down. The Channel 6 News came out, interviewed me. I put that on my website so people can see it on their videos and just kind of share my story. And then after that, that's how I, I said, what am I going to do? No one's going to hire a blind person. And I said, well, you know what? Let me just go ahead and step into the realm of comedy. And that's how it happened. That's great. So so the comedy. So I always Tiffany, I always talk about, you know, struggle and diversity and adversity. Sorry, adversity. And yes. what comes out of that for the people that are are what we do our show about, the elite few, fabulous, extraordinary world and the people that make a difference. So for us to hear you and and hear your story and hear the fact that you were run along on an everyday normal path of 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 servitude. Right. And yeah. then you have this this, you know, you you have that idea of this could be happening to me and then it does. Right. And then you. And then you take that instead of going down a rabbit hole and making a, you know, I'm sure there was some, some time that you had to get your head wrapped around it, but then, you know, what was that time frame between when you realized you couldn't do the normal job anymore? And you said, you know what, I'm going to spin this. I'm going to put it on its head and I'm going to create comedy from it. And I'm going to, I'm going to excel in this area and I'm still going to be able to serve. Well, I think just having the drive and the determination growing up in California, you have to be a go-getter. Living my life in St. Louis is the show-me state. So they show you seven. I got to show you eight. Love so the Lou. I love the Lou. <laughs> yes, love the Lou. Three, one, four. So I had to come. I had this mindset that, like, I'm not a quitter. I'm never going to give up no matter what uh, challenges come my way. So when I came out here in 2004 to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to attend Oral Roberts University, I said to myself, okay, well, I saw little state. I saw I saw small stages uh, uh, on Kyle that like like I was like, man, am I seeing things? You know, like because remember, RP is gradual. It just right. gradually starts eating away until you go see an eye doctor. So every time I went to the eye doctor, they just said, hey, we see a small tear in your retina in the back, but nothing that we'd be concerned about. So I said, OK, so I just kept going through life. But when I, those obstacles started to become a bit much. I said, oh, wow, man, I'm, I'm actually vision impaired. Like, this is a real eye disease. And from there, that's when I said, okay, let me, like, rearrange some stuff and get, get my life in order as far as what am I going to do to provide for my wife and son? And, that, and that's pretty much in a nutshell how I said, okay, let me go ahead and start the comedy. I took, like, a class for, like, a month and a half, and I loved it. And then I got approved for a disability, so that was kind of getting me above. But then my wife is a school teacher, so we're just putting our minds together and saying, this is, we're going to make it work. And then, you know, uh, seven years later, we, we're doing it full-time uh, for a living now. That's awesome. I went to Earl Roberts University years ago when I was, like, 23, so that was, uh, what, 10 years ago, Kyle? <laughs> 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 yeah yeah 10 20 30 whatever Tiff, yeah. Tiff, when you went did you see my my brown hands in the front of the college i climbed those hands and went inside them 
<laughs> Tiffany, know- we talked about this. Because <laughs> every student does. If you, I do not feel that you have visited as a young person or were college there if you did not climb those hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah. It is a has no idea. He's like, what hands? Yeah, They're- I have no idea what you're talking about. They're giant. Yeah. They're like the size of a giant tree. <laughs> but Kyle, e- even Stevie Wonder can see those hands. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you know, we were we were all there for uh auditioning for something. Okay. And it's late, you know, young kids in their early 20s, like, what are we gonna do now? Because we gotta go find something to do to get in trouble. So we ran out. I mean, of course, it was the 90s, right? So last century that we didn't have anything like cell phones or yeah to record us right no no we had not so we were thank god i know (laughs) all went out and helped each other you know climb up like little ants and we just climbed on top of each other until we got up there and pulled each other up and then there's a hole as he as leon knows and you go down inside and it's like a tavern cave thing it's it's actually really cool and they technically don't want the kids doing it but they really can't stop you because they they're the guard are all now. They'll give you a fifty dollar fine in a heartbeat because it's mandatory that you go to church. And I was skipping church my whole four years when I was there, uh, and so they make you so it's fifty dollars every time uh, you skip, and you have to like sign in and everything. So yeah, I was I was a heathen at that time. <laughs> well, I went to World Harvest Bible College, and I skipped a few things to go to. <laughs> Classes, especially what did you get fined? What? Did you get fined? No, they were not fining at that point, but I found it very interesting. Yeah, I walked in class, I walked in fully intended to go to class. I walk in and I was late as yeah. usual. And these guys were standing there I was friends with, and they were on their way out. I said, Where are you guys going? We're going to Magic Mountain. I'm like, turn around. I'm like, I'll go with you. <laughs> of course, they had to wear. You know how they make at the churches? They make all the women dress in these yeah. dresses like it's eighteen hundred. I, yeah. my, I did dress more conservative than I had ever dressed, being from last century, and and not. I, I never dressed like those other girls because I had a no yoga fashion, and I could not look like that. I was yeah. like, there's got to be a line where you have self respect. And I'm not Amish. And I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. And, and nor are you Mennonite, so. Oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> well, we do have Mennonites in Ohio. Yeah, we do. So no yoga pants and no New Balance shoes and, and, you're, and you're walking in holiness, I guess. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> apparently the rule is if you look terrible and you have split ends, you are. Righteous. Poor. That's it. There's the righteousness. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle. Kyle knows I. I am a Christian, spiritual Christian. Love all of it. Got Jesus. You know the whole thing. Grew up Catholic with nuns. Um, I think, would you understand this, Leon? You get delivered from that dogmatic bullcrap when you leave Catholicism. It's like you get out of that, and then you go to a church, and they're like, "Here's more dogmatic stuff," and you're like, "Yeah, that's not in here. (laughs) That's not." That's not uh that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's what the Bible's no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It so doesn't. what so what's your uh when you do your stand up, what do you have a 
different different shows for different events or different venues. I've I've noticed on Facebook ever since we started following each other that you're starting to get you're starting to get some some I think I don't know, I didn't know you before, I, you know, the last month, but it seems like there's some pretty good momentum going for you. Yeah, 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 Kai. It's like like uh the first 3 years was horrible, guys. I have to I have to give it I I, I got to keep it real, man. Uh the first three, I've been in the game 7 years doing comedy. And the first three years, I mean, like, like comedy is so crazy because, you know, you come into stand-up comedy, like, you know, everybody in America says, oh, if you're funny around your friends, you're fun, you'll be funny on stage. But now, and like, funny around your friends is funny around your friends, but on stage in front of 500 strangers, like, you better figure out what's going on in the first three years. I mean, the worst story I've, I've, I've ever their worst experience ever was at the shrine downtown Tulsa. It was 2016. It was like 20 people in the crowd. And I went on stage and all I remember saying was, how are you guys doing tonight? And then like two people said, yeah, come on with the jokes. And I forgot everything. And I had rehearsed and I was like, oh my goodness. So then I didn't know that trauma in that moment can make you step three steps like backwards and then just sit down and I sat down on a speaker that just so happened to be on the stage and I looked around at everybody and I said that's my time and then I walked off the stage and after that I made a promise to myself always project forward and never shrink back when I'm on stage and then I started writing I started you know uh really paying attention to the art form and then from there you guys the momentum, like you said, uh, Kyle, it started to grow. And then, uh, but now we're, we're, we're teaching as well. I have like seven different outlets where I can teach comedy. And cool. then we're also um, on the comedy tour, Walk by Faith, Not by Sight, literally. Yes, and yeah. Right. And we'll put I, that I, link in the bottom. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really like what you just said. Um, always step forward, always, you know. Project forward and don't think back. So that's a, a manifesting role. I'm huge on that. I, I believe um, I, I believe very, very, very strongly that the biblical principles back all manifestation beliefs. And um, I am putting together some stuff with Bible scriptures and manifestation because I'm really good at it already. And it really came up recently when I was talking to someone at church and she's just, Leon, you know how you meet these people and they're, got good souls like they're better than us right and you're like oh wow you've like you just got it like if i could walk in god like that i would be like taking bears and killing people i'd be all second kings every day (laughs) right like it's just but they just are like always downhill like their life's a mess and you're like you know they're living in poverty they're living in all these curses they shouldn't be having with the level of faith and belief they have so yes. I talked to this woman and I'm giving her Bible scriptures and I realized she needs to project forward and not shrink back. But I also realized they don't know. They don't know. And if you, that's a huge manifestation technique is you only project forward. forward right. The moment you start even looking in that rear view mirror, you can, you can falter. Your- <laughs> so does your wife uh think about your comedy is she like all the other women that kind of find their husbands annoying after 20 years or like how long have you been married 
Yeah, I've been married 15 years and counting, and uh, she's like my probation officer because I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough, man. But, you know, in the beginning stages, she's like any other uh, a wife, like, hey, if comedy's not bringing home a check, you need to find a real job. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that process was very interesting um, because then at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm telling my wife, hey, is this funny? Is that funny? That's the first two years of comedy for me. Babe, is this funny? Is that? And then everything is, no, it's not funny, Leon. It's not funny. Uh, Tiff and Kyle are not going to laugh. It's not funny. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, who's Tiff and Kyle? Manifestation, you'll see in the future. I was like, how do you know my future? So she was, so long story short, she was like, you know, she was praying for me. She was hoping it worked, but in the beginning it was tough. But then I think after I showed her a $3,500 check for a show, I think that's when she was like, oh, okay. oh what, no, okay. Okay. It's my damn thing. I, I think. Now do it again. <laughs> yeah. then, then she's like, okay, well, when's the next one come? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I said, all you got to do is have faith. (laughs) So, so, um, so it it was a process now, you know, she, she doesn't mind taking me to the shows. Um, uh, she doesn't mind helping me out. She's giving me her honest opinion that, yeah, that will, that would be pretty funny. No, don't, don't do that one. That one's kind of lame. And so that's good to have her in my corner. And then my son, you know, being 12 years old, he has that childlike faith, humor so he's like yeah dad you need to be more uh uh like you need more act outs you need to be crazy on the stage so i was like okay so i'm learning that from my son how to improv and do act outs and then with my wife i'm learning how to make sure the content hits hard for everyone and so that's when i got into teaching joke structure and like seven different elements of how to do this seven elements to to how you can uh, get the crowd over here to merge with this crowd. And like, cause a lot of times when people see the comedy, it just looks like we're saying one or two words, ha ha ha, it's funny or not. But once you start getting to the flow of it, you will realize, oh, I'm supposed to say this. So then I can get the reaction over here. And then you switch this over and move that around. And before you know it, now you're doing stand up. but it takes a while though. It does. It, it's taking, it's taking some time. You have to you have two crowds. You have the adults and then you have kids. And those are different jokes, obviously. Yeah. Even even well, we all know from Sesame Street, they throw <laughs> in a lot of stuff that you have to be an adult with here. knowledge of history to laugh at. But <laughs> cookie monster, cookie, 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 we'll not eat that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's gotta be you gotta have two separate uh joke, you gotta have two separate scripts there. Ready. Well, Tim, what happened was I tell comedians this all the time. Um, you in order to find your audience, you probably need to get in front of a lot of different audiences. So with me, when I first started, I started off in the nursing homes. I said, let me go to the forgotten uh people in America. Like I'm I'm in the nursing home looking around, I'm like, man, when's the last time y'all had a visitor? You said they said, Man, it, it's been a while. So I started there. Then I said, Well, let me go impact people in the school, public school system. So then I learned how to write material for them. Then I said, let me go help people in recovery centers. Then I I wrote scripts there. So before you know it, you merge it all together. It's like uh, uh, martial arts. I have like multiple different. It's like a mixed martial arts. 
It's yeah. like you have a little bit of uh, the, the high school shows, a little bit of the college. I, I, I've done homecomings. And so I took that knowledge and then I added a little bit of the nursing home, then some of the church shows. So when you put it all together, I can now go in front of any crowd and make it work. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when are you coming to the central Ohio or the Orlando area? I'm from central Ohio. Tiffany's from originally from central Ohio, but lives in Orlando now. So are you, when you, when's your national tour? Well, when LeBron James signs the contract and uh, starts managing me, then we can get that money behind me. And then Floyd Mayweather waiting to hear back from him, but you know how. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't doing. rely on I wouldn't rely on Bron, on LeBron. He's got some things going on in his life that that he needs to focus on. But uh, well, you, can, you can make your own. You can make your own. You don't have. You don't need LeBron, man. You well, you can well, do it on yourself. That's that's true. That's true, Colin. Thank you for that compliment. But living here in America, um, <laughs> I've learned Don King that you have to let me fix my Don King. Yeah, you Don King. Yeah. And so what what, what I learned is that. You have to get into uh, being comfortable with the yeses and the noes at all times. Um, every opportunity that has come our way, I believe that God has definitely opened that door. Even this is a, 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 a door opener for me to be able to share the story, share the the, the journey. Right. Right. But I realize is that uh, you have to become a really good receptionist for your for your branding. So I don't have a problem calling people. We call it cold calls. I right. don't have a problem calling people and asking, hey, man, uh, uh, would you guys be interested in allowing me to come and share my story on stage in the form of, of humor? And, they're, and they'll say yes or no. When you first start comedy, you're a little upset when you hear those no's. But in business, you realize that the no's are going to come. But you keep going. You keep going. And then what God has revealed to me, uh, Tiff, like this, I've made a covenant with God seven years ago when I started comedy. I'll never, ever be disappointed. Why? Because of this. I told God, I said, whether I get booked for one show, a hundred shows, a thousand shows, a million shows, it's all for the glory of God. So I'm never disappointed. If someone says no to me coming to share my testimony, then that means I'm not supposed to be there. Because just because it's a church doesn't mean that it's always going to be good. You know, I've had churches that say, hey, uh, Leon, great comedy show. We'll we'll pay you when the rapture happens. <laughs> <laughs> the rat? What? I need my money now, Pastor. And he's not talking about the Blondie song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you do next time someone says that. You pull out your phone and be like, "Well, the raptors happen." Listen, you know. <laughs> so, so, so. With that being said, you guys, I'm like, okay, just because it's a church doesn't mean that they're going to say. Because even when I first started. My whole website was all about the church. And then I realized that you don't get booked by the church because you have faith in Christ. You get booked by the church because you signed to a management company or a booking agency that manages Christian artists. And I mm -hmm. didn't know that. Gotcha. I didn't know. Okay. So, so, so I talked to some, like multimillionaire management uh, uh, um, teams um, in Nashville, Tennessee, and they told me the ins and outs. They told me how to do like 15 million different things to make stuff work and that I had no idea. So when they call a church, when they call the church, they can get uh, $50,000 out of the church because they made the call. If Leon the Jokester makes the call, they're like, 50000 What are you talking about? You mean $50? Right. And so <laughs> important it is in America to have representation. 
And so representation means everything with your business, because if you have people that can vouch for you, people that can pick up that phone, Tiff, if she could call Disney World and say, hey, I know this guy because she has those connections. That's how you normally get in the door. Um, not to sound overly spiritual with it, because some people are still waiting. There's Christians still waiting for publishing clearinghouse to knock on their door and give them a million dollar check. But the Bible, right. you still got to follow but the, the line. But, yes. But the Bible, I read, God said that I gave you hands to work. So get to work. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. I want to say you got to watch out if you're in business and you're working with churches. And like you said, you got to watch out. I have several friends who are very well in their field of what they do. I mean, awards, the stamps, everything, and have shown up where people were like, we're actually not going to hold up with the agreement we gave you. And I, I am shocked when I hear that. And it is something you have to expect. You got to make a decision. And I, and I know for this particular person, they chose uh, to move forward based on the fact that there were people that would be disappointed and their heart was good, but it was um, the management company involved was not liking it and mad, not just because they weren't getting paid, but that's, you know, if I'm in a management company, I don't really care. You know, when I when I did Guardian of Light and work, I didn't care if the parents were Christians. You're not getting your kids back if you aren't doing yeah. your job. You can't yeah. do this list. You don't get your kids back. Same thing with this. If you're not following the contracts, which God is the God of order. So yes. sometimes you got to check yourself. Yes. I, um, I really, really, I think the older you get and the more experience, I, I should say more experience you have working in that industry, you find out, unfortunately, um, churches are not as godly as they should be. <laughs> they are, they are, they like to check the list off. Yeah. We, we, we match the nice things. Yeah. We don't cuss or drink or do bad things. And everyone dresses in the appropriate wardrobe. So, um, I, I do enjoy being a free, free agent and <laughs> realizing what matters and doesn't matter. I'll admit I do skate on grace more often than probably I should. Um, but those are just on the things I choose. I, I, I do try on a regular basis. And then every once in a while, you know that that song that says, no, it, it says, Lord Jesus, I'm about to sin, but you better get my back because <laughs> that who's that, who's that artist? It's a Rapper girl. I was gonna say it's not a it's not a country song, that's for sure. Oh god, no, no you don't like country. <laughs> Go ahead and, and what she's saying is cancel her Netflix description. Too many rated R movies have been in our household. So go ahead. No, I, don't get to watch, I don't get to watch TV anymore. I miss it. I I I want I'm too busy. Um Kyle sends me a million videos a week that's impossible to watch at the level he gives me. Um <laughs> You know, I was going to say, you just need, yes. and this is true for everyone in the comedy or music industry, right? You just need yes. that one video. Remember, Matt Reif tells the story how he'd get 10,000, 20,000 hits. You know, it was like not, you know, a lot, but it was more than what, it, you know, he was doing decent. Yes. And then he, he sent this clip out that he didn't even think yes. was funny. There was 20 people in the audience there that night. 20 million views. Yeah. <laughs> Overnight. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then that just shot his career up. And 
it's that it's that kind of switch. But I I do believe a hundred percent that that comes from that moment. I, I call it the Thanos snap. And I talked to somebody recently who's a minister. I've known her for 27 years. And I said, you know, that Thanos snap where it just comes together. You you're working your butt off, turning every wheel you can physically and mentally do. Nothing's happening. And you take a breath and it's as if God snaps his fingers, parts the waters and you do nothing. And it all just falls into place. And you're just yeah. like Indiana Jones walking on that wall. What do, what do they call that? You reap what you sow. So if you sow the good, you'll reap it. That's not yeah. what that is, because I will tell you <laughs> knows this too. God will bless you beyond that. David, Lord, David, what, Leon? David messed up pretty much all the time. The only time he yes. didn't mess up was when he was like, what, 10, killing a giant? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the moment that boy got hormones, it was all gone. Like, he just messed up pretty much walking down the street, that guy. But God did not take his hand off of him. He's like, you know, when you have favor, it goes beyond reaping and sowing. It goes beyond anything and it's not something you can explain or put your finger on and i'll, I'll hear people go because when you live in holiness and like bull crap see how i <laughs> dial that back there kyle just want to point that out real quick. yeah yeah i'm like look the bottom line is it is nothing to do with what you do people forget it and i'm going to jump in on this leon let you have the mic back i apologize okay. Oh, you're good. You're good. You you know as well as I do, not one of us is going to heaven because of anything we've done. Mm. It's not the goodness we do on this earth. There's nothing. Our righteousness is filthy rags. If there's anything, and I love it when people tell me, well, you know, I set my life aside so much that I really don't sin. Oh, that's, mm. oh my God, that's amazing. Because the Bible says we are all under sin. Every day we need to renew our my life in Christ, but that is great that you're an exception to literally what the Bible says and you claim to believe it. That's amazing. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but I literally am like, it is every day. We, we are a complete mess. Every time we think we've nailed it. No, you're not. And my biggest encouragement is recognizing that, um, well, everyone in the Bible screws up pretty much all the time. They're just like big messes. Um, what even Sarah, remember Leon laughed when the angel came to her and said, you're having a baby. Yeah. She laughed and an angel of God was like, yeah, okay, dude, you are <laughs> drinking that heavenly juice a little too hard. Uh-huh. You need to roll it back. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I just think like you real, and she's the one who caused the Ishmael situation. Uh-huh. I know I'm going off on my stuff here, Kyle, but I, I have a big message. I've always given my son and I apologize. I actually don't apologize. I don't really care. I'm, people are probably going to be offended, but it's a true message. And you've got to be very careful because if you move outside of God and what he's told you, not even just everyone's like, oh, follow these rules. Okay, that's great. But when God speaks to you and says, do this, you can do it. That yes. moment. And when you move outside of that, and then Sarah took things in her own hand and told Hagar to have sex with her husband because she's like, that angel don't know what's going on. I got this figured out. I'm in charge. Yeah. 
I'm the woman of the house. And she was Jewish. So we all know she wasn't like a meek little quiet woman. Um, my son hates it when I say it like that, but I'm like, they didn't change. The women, Jewish women didn't change in the last 2000 years. They're still the same. <laughs> Sarcastic, dramatic, the whole thing. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> Not different. So she's like, listen, this is what's going to happen. I'm tired of waiting. We, we don't got much. I could die tomorrow. So go ahead and do this thing. And she created an Ishmael that to this day still competes for the seed and the blessing and the inheritance that belongs to them. To this day, there's still a problem because of that mistake. It yes. doesn't. So you you got to be careful in your own life to do that. Because honestly, that Thanos snap, all, all you need. It's, it's not... It's not even reaping and sowing, although I do believe that's really important. And I believe um, I've had many Christians try to tell me that karma and reaping and sowing are different. But um, I've lived long enough in the half century plus that I have been alive at that to see that um, it's not true. It when it comes after you, you're going to get it. But if you are. Are covered and walking in favor because what you're doing is necessary, like Moses he screwed up a ton of times. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, he did send an angel of death after him mm -hmm. for being disobedient, but we kind of don't have to worry about that today. Cause we got the grace thing. Um, <laughs> but, thank God, thank God every day. But, um, <laughs> but the point is you, you just need that Thanos snap. Yes. You got it. That's a long drawn out story. Kyle's going to be well, like, Tim. I was getting ready to start playing the, uh, I was getting ready to play the music, like get off the stage music. Yes, no. <laughs> Not the Apollo. <laughs> there, I'm throwing the Apollo music onto it. Oh. <laughs> no, but remember, remember, Tiff and Kyle. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but like uh, with Matt Rife, again, a lot of people didn't know this, but the reason why he he went from like low views to like all of a sudden overnight after that one uh, video, plastic surgery, plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course. And then having like 200 shows booked for the next two years, that came because a lot of people didn't know he's on MTV while and out. So he already had management behind him to be oh. able to already on TV, but people don't pay attention to you. They're paying attention to DC Young Fly, Chico Bean, and Carlos Miller and the other cast. So he was in the background as like that Caucasian kid that's like, nobody knows who I am. But now when the management gets behind you, now you're out there on the forefront. Like, who's this dude? Because I watched some of his stuff and I recognize immediately there's no way he's just making that stuff up. When you're on Wild and Out, you, you are writing and freestyling so he just put that on the stage and a lot of people are like scratching their head like how is he saying this to all of these people that's what he does because dc young flies taught him through uh mtv while and now so everything is kind of like smoke and mirrors like what tiff was saying kyle it's like like when, God, yeah, when you're, God, you're always working on it like yeah, you, when God, you yeah. Classes. yeah. Exactly, exactly and when god is doing something then like People, they better get out the way because, you know, when God does it, it's like it's going to be like the same place Matt Rife is performing, the, the Cox Business Center. I'm performing there September 26th myself, but I didn't call Cox. People recognized the favor of God on me and gave me an opportunity to be able to go into the same venue. It's because God, going back to what you were saying with uh, uh, Abraham, Sarah and uh, uh, Hagar, like she was crying out, Elroy. That means God sees 
sees me. God sees me. So um, um, uh, with the whole Ishmael situation. So what I'm saying is this. God sees us. And when he sees, he, like man looks at the outward appearance, but God judges the heart. So when God sees us, he says, oh, I see, Leon, you tried to get into that mega church, but Joel Osteen won't let you. So I'll put you somewhere that's three times the size of Lakewood Church at the Cox Business Center because you weren't looking for fame and fortune. You know, Mark 8, 35, 36, what is a proper man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? So I'm not actually trying to be famous or trying to be filthy rich. I'm just walking in that divine favor with Joshua. I'm ready to go into the promised land and do comedy. Well, I'm just trying to not go broke at my age and keep the wealth <laughs> I've made over my life. Um, <laughs> because I am a couple years older than you and okay. um, need to make sure that in the next few years when I have to retire, <laughs> I'm not living in Kyle's basement. So <laughs> well, don't go, don't get into comedy, Tiff, because there's no there's no life insurance, there's no health insurance. You're not, on your own. I'm not funny enough for that, but I I do have um no life insurance or health insurance right now. So I just pay it all out of pocket. <laughs> I like it better that way. But I do feel oh, like I, I'm not funny I'll enough. Give you my Obamacare card. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you mentioned that you're going to be um, where you said on in September. Um, do you have any other dates that you'd like to um, shout out to people? I think your show is going to be going live probably next weekend or the weekend after. So um, wh what about like what is your what is your September and October look like if you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now I have uh, I'm doing I'm headlining this Saturday. I'm doing a show uh, at the Black Wall Street coffee shop uh, September 23rd. I'm doing two shows. Uh, at the uh, Jokes Comedy uh, Club, uh, September. Uh, oh my goodness, September twenty. See, when you're when you first start comedy, you say, "Oh, one show." But when things start rolling, you're like, "Man, where's the schedule at?" But yeah. I'm gonna tell you this: September twenty sixth is gonna be the best show for September for me because of the magnitude, like the whole lifestyle of like God saying, "Hey, I want to put you on this platform to bless." like over 400 people in the in the building that's huge for me but then October 24th this one's going to be dear to me I got booked I called Orlando Florida team challenge and the guy told me that the only person he's looking to book is Gabriel Mr. Fluffy Iglesias and I said man but he's a hundred thousand dollars a show he said that's my point talk to you later and he hung up I called uh, the uh, team challenge in Oklahoma. The guy picks up. The pastor says, Leon, this is crazy. Like once we started talking, he said, you're not going to believe this. I put I was looking for a Christian comedian on a gig salad and 23 people called me immediately. But you, for some reason, I'm supposed to go with you. You you have a message for these teenagers. Are you okay with 400 uh, students that are struggling with things? I said, man, I'm the man for the job. And so he was like, cool, you're locked in. And I was like, yabba dabba do. I'm in the showcase too. And so <laughs> then, after that, you guys, I was like, okay, I'm going to be preparing my message, turning my, uh, uh, going from my mess to my message and saying, hey, this is what God has for you. This is the game plan. And I'm going to talk to him about the three stages of life. There's three stages of life for everyone. There's the higher life, 
This is where you walk in righteousness with Christ. You, all righteousness means is you're right with God. Then there's the middle life. This is where Genesis chapter three, where Adam and Eve, they had ate from the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So this is where you're trying to reason with everything. Remember, higher life, I'm, I'm walking in faith. The middle life, I'm like, oh, is this good? Is this evil? Is this evil? Is this good? Tune in to Channel 6 News to prove that. Then the lower life is all the addictions that any human being can deal with in life. So when we are, are, are up here walking with the Lord, we can still stumble and fall to rock bottom. The third stage is rock bottom. So that's why we have recovery centers, because these are people saying, man, I want to get out of rock bottom. Please help me. I have five different addictions, 10 different addictions. So then we tell them about Christ. And so it's not enough to be in the middle uh, uh, a life because the middle life is saying that, oh, I'm a good person. I do this. I do that. But Isaiah said, your righteousness are like filthy rags. So I want to be in the higher life when I die. When I take my last breath, I want to be in the higher life because that's righteousness and there's nothing higher than righteous, being righteous. Right. And so that's where we're at. Well, so my whole thing is the team challenge show is going to open up the door for me to go and do more team challenge shows, maybe in Orlando, Florida one day. Shout out to Tiff for that. Maybe in Ohio. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle for that. I know that because uh, a guy in, I think it's a, a team challenge I called in California. He said it. He was like, he was the vice president and he sent somebody to, to call me. They said, have you done any team challenges prior to that team challenge? I said, no, sir. He said, okay, we'll do that one. Then call me back. There so we're going to film it. And then there you have it, that ripple effect. Right. Once one thing you said there, I, I, Tiffany, we may be needing to change, uh, change your, uh, your slogan he said i've taken my mess and to make it my my message, message. i love yeah. that i love that i'm like wow what that's exactly what this podcast is about <laughs> tiffany was in a mess in the last couple, year and a half and we discussed about having a podcast to give yeah. a, 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 originally it was just going to be a venting podcast about about her mess right so now it's changed into finding extraordinary people that do extraordinary things for the for the good of everybody right that, that's why we call it the elite few fabulous extraordinary world within yeah. the fabulous extraordinary people that make change for others right uh through their own success so uh you you're, you're making your mess your message tiffany i love that yeah, yeah i i really i really think um you know i was already doing that i was already meeting these amazing people all over the world you and were. talked about you were. it really need to have a platform to get these people on a show or to even interview them in person and put it on something where people can see it because I just come across these amazing people. Um, and like yourself, Leon, you have a um, great story. You have a lot of adversity you had to face, but I have the saying that I always say, if anyone's heard it, it's mine. Don't steal it. <laughs> My name under it, Tiffany Feeney. Um, and it's that, Anyone who fails has a thousand reasons why they couldn't move forward. But every single person who succeeds overcame a thousand adversities to yeah. succeed. Mm. Wow. That just gave me chills, girl. Good job. Disability to destiny. That's another one that, that I'm rocking with, man. From disability to destiny. Don't <laughs> let your disability keep you back. We removed the DIS and disability, and now I have the ability to achieve any goals I put before me. That's right. Ah, there we go. Manifest that. That's exactly that's, awesome. that's literally a key. Look at you. You got all the manifestation. You got half the rules down just in this conversation. Right. right. 
Well, listen, it was great to have you on. We're we're pushing right at that 40-minute mark. We like to keep them short and sweet and to the point. We're going to have you on again. We know it. What Someday we may just be, we may be. Uh, oh, I want to see your show. Yeah, yeah we want to see a show. And I also, too, Tiffany, now that we've got the technology to have a dial-in, there may be times where I can text text him and say, hey, we want you on our show real quick, just on 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 the on the phone and let's let's kind of surprise him sometime where we where we're doing our talking like me to call leon let's talk to leon yeah yeah (laughs) so leon once again tell us how we can find you tell us how our listeners can find you um i know the the leon the jokester.com i believe is your website Uh, but anything else go ahead and tell us your socials tell us your full name how they find you all that stuff go ahead and thank you then we'll wrap things up well, thank you, uh, Kyle and Tim, for this uh, phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity, man. It's always great to be able to share my story uh, with the world, man, um, not just from Ohio to Florida, but all over the countries. And so uh, with that being said, uh, LeonTheJokester.com, like Kyle said, and then the uh, if you when you go to the website, LeonTheJokester.com, look to the upper right and you should be able to see it. I won't see it, but you will. And it should have all my social media um, uh, links there. And, uh, of course, Leon the Jokester is, is the link for everything. Instagram. Uh, I do have two different Facebook pages. Um, and so, uh, yeah, one is Leon Pearly, And then the other one is Leon the Jokester. Uh, Leon the Jokester. And then I have the Twitter as well, Leon the Jokester. I believe I just shared the screen to show the website. Let me make yes. sure that it's good and I can pull things down. So this is me sharing the screen. If yes. not, we'll we'll put it in post, but we'll also have it all of that information in our description below. Don't forget that. Yes. So yeah. thank you guys. Well, fantastic. Tiffany, go ahead and sign us off. I'm I'm super happy we finally got the two of you together. I mean, like I said, him and I have uh we've already been because I told him my background and and we already started uh you know uh chawing at each other back and forth on text and a couple of phone calls and we're just I'm telling you it's it's uh it's a it's brother from another mother right there. Guaranteed. Yeah. Good good guy right here. Go ahead, Tim. Thank you, Leon, for joining us. I'm really excited to have met you today. It's been so much fun. And we did need some funny attributes because we did too many sad shows in a row. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I love having you in my living room, my house. I love you having in part of my world. I love watching you join me. Please text, write in what state you're from, what city you're from. I want to know if you've seen Leon, if you've actually watched his show. If you know him, please let us know and let us know what you think of the show. If you haven't watched our other shows, please watch. Also join us on Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, I, I'm told we're on Twitter. I don't know. Um, we but are. We just haven't yeah. put any content yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're growing. We got this. Um, so thank you so much, guys. Stay fabulous. Welcome um, to joining Elite View. Come to our next show. And every Monday we have a new release. So watch today's episode that just came out as well. And talk to you soon. Thank you so much.